This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. It's corn, a big lump of knobs. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're doing. It has a juice. I- I'm sorry. I'm very confused. This is a podcast about corn dogs and beef wellingtons. What? You want me to do it like in a, in a British accent, like Gordon Ramsay or something? What do you want from me? Do you have that in your bag? Do you have the range? It's corn, a big lump with knobs. It has a juice. Pretty good. This, this is, is a hot, hot dog, dog is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we take on the world's biggest internet debates. I'm your host, Josh Scherer. <laughs> and I'm your host, Nicole Nighty, I guess. And Nicole. <laughs> so much vigor. I wasn't expecting that much vigor. I came in with both vim and vigor today, and, and we didn't have any diet Red Bulls in the fridge, and so I'm running off of pure internal vim. Is vim anger? I don't know what vim is. Vim is one of those words that we don't use anymore, except when coupled with vigor and only in like an ironic old-timey way. Vim means energy and enthusiasm. Well, I feel like that's what vigor means. I feel like vim and vigor is not redundant. V- vigor means physical strength and good health. Interesting. I am vigorous, if nothing else. Um, Nicole, we have a very special podcast today because- Oh my gosh, why? The thing happened. The thing happened what? in nature that sometimes happens where people send us a meme so many times on Instagram that we are forced to respond to it, even though so we- Times. vitriolically do not want to. It's ridiculous. And this has now happened. Um, so thank you to everybody who well bothered done. us uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Reddit threads. We're here now. With an infographic uh, that is titled The Wellington Family. Correct. And we now need to respond to this. So we'll put it up on the screen for y'all who are watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, we will just describe this to you of course. in painstaking detail. So uh, <laughs> the author or artist, I believe to be unknown, but they claim that there is a Wellington family out there. And uh, first up, you have the Beef Wellington, which is the grandfather of the Wellington family, invented in roughly, they claim, 1885. Mm-hmm. And then you have, uh, say, Pigs in a Blanket, which is part of the Wellington family. It is the cool uncle slash aunt of the Wellington family. And then you have Pop-Tarts, which is the vegetarian of the Wellington <laughs> family, Nicole. And then you have Hot Pockets, which are the hipster of the Wellington family. And then, finally, we have Corn dogs, the black sheep of the Wellington family, typically Hmm. seen at children's parties trying to fit in, might be a serial killer, invented in 1946, according to this infographic. So today we must answer, are corn dogs a beef Wellington? So is this like, we're like basically, is it called genealogists? Are we genealogists today? Are we like... Or like taxonomists? Are we tax... I guess if this is a family tree, yeah, Yeah. this is a genealogical... so we're doctors sure. today. We're basically doctors. Our parents oh can finally be gosh. proud, which means my parents are alive again, which is great. <laughs> no, they're dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're so dead. Mine are going to oh, be God. proud of both of us, though. That's great. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Thank yeah, you yeah. to Morris and Chella. Yeah, um, yeah. No, corn dog. <laughs> okay. 
We have to break down what a beef Wellington is. Do you have any thoughts initially, like on whether a corn dog is or is not a <sighs> beef Wellington? Well, if this was Nicole from 200 podcasts before, uh-huh. she would say, absolutely not. Like, that's crazy. But now my mind's been opened up to so many possibilities. We're like... Um, so many decisions I can make. If we were like members of a hard progressive rock band in 1963, and they did... Like if we're like a Robbie Krieger of the Doors, say, right... They just did so many substances throughout their peak years, okay. right? That 20 years after, their brains are just all turned to mush and they have just fully opened to the world. And like they're Ozzy just like, Osborne. it's whatever, man. We're like Ozzy, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's like us now, three years into this podcast. We're just like, is anything, anything? Is Becky's the Sun chairman. Raisin brand? Megan's food. All I see is food. This camera, the cameras are food. This podcast. <laughs> I can eat this microphone. It's, it's cotton candy. Why is this not cotton candy? Oh, man. Um, there is some weird validity to this. Yes. There's some weird validity to it. I agree. I agree. And to get to, <laughs> to the bottom of it, to get to the bottom of it, we have to talk about what exactly a beef Wellington is. So d- describe okay. to people like the cooking process behind the beef Wellington, what it actually is. Well, when I think of beef Wellington, so you take a big fillet of beef, fillet, a fillet, a fillet, a fillet of beef. Yeah. So basically it's a tenderloin and then you cut off a, a manageable piece. I like to think of it like it can be anywhere from the size of your hand to the size of like, honestly, your forearm. And then you sear it. And then once you sear it, you put a bunch of uh, mustard on it. And then you make a, a what is it called when you chop up the mushrooms? Uh, Duxel. You make a really fine mushroom duxel, which is just a bunch of chopped up mushrooms. It's a mushroom that, mush. Yeah. You just cook down into like a mush. And then you can use like some wine to like deglaze or whatever. And then you take prosciutto and then you take puff pastry. Some people use ham, I think. Uh, no? Is that false? I, I don't know. Well, well, prosciutto, prosciutto wouldn't make sense because it's it's Italian. This dish was invented like in do 1815. Use, I don't know, like a ham, right? Like, okay. I don't know. So maybe some sort of ham, some sort of Maybe pork. people didn't use ham back in the day. Maybe that wasn't even traditional. Maybe, maybe some it's sort just of pork product. Prosciutto is like a neologism. Possibly. Hmm. Okay. And then and then you would wrap it and then you would bake it and then you would slice it and hopefully you would have a nice medium rare center. Yeah. And then serve it with a nice little sauce of sorts, a beef sauce. It's a very fussy dish. So fussy. Which is like one of the reasons people have made it into a celebratory dish, right? Fancy Especially in America. Food. Fancy yeah. people. If uh one of the only times I've had like homemade beef Wellington, I was going, it was when I was with my ex and we flew to her like weirdly posh family who lived in like upstate New York in a very not posh area, but one was mm. dating a very posh man mm. from like Australia. Interesting. And he was even so posh that he was a vegan, but he wanted all the posh people to feel posh. So we made everybody beef Wellington. And actually, Andrew, oh. if you're listening, you did really well. And it was a very uh, well done beef Wellington. But that was like the first time I'd ever had it like cooked at home and not at a restaurant that was trying to do something very fancy. According to legend, this is another one of those food legends that is probably not true, but it it follows so many of the similar legends, even down to like the michelada or mayonnaise, right? They say it was to celebrate the winning of a battle. And so this was the... Oh, okay. Yeah, according to to the fact sheet, 1815, uh, it was in celebration of the first Duke of Wellington, Arthur Wellesley, and his victory at the Battle of Waterloo, I believe against the French on June 18th. 1815. Um, right. And so they you know, won the battle, went to a chef, went, ah, oh, make me something to commemorate this. And then all the chef did was he made a French dish that already existed called filet de boeuf en croute, or filet of beef en croute, which means wrapped in typically like a puff pastry. Yeah, we made a lot of, uh, what did we make? We made a lot of head cheese en croute or some sort of like. Why? 
Why head cheese on crew? Head cheese on crew, or it was like. Do people know what head cheese is? You should tell people what head cheese is. It's just a bunch of like. So so basically, it's gelatinized pork parts. And the gelatin comes from boiling a whole pork head. Yeah, yeah, yes. Basically, it's like sous. Have you ever had sous from Haiti? Sauce? No, I never had. uh, So I think it's pronounced sous. Sauce? 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 I don't know. So basically, you take a whole pig's head and then you you have like all the little pig bits in there. And it's like a very, very delicious cold serving of like soup. Mm. But whenever you gelatinize it, you can cut it into like little like blocks. Like yeah, you, so. sl- you slice it. Yeah, Like yeah, yeah. cheese. Hence the name head cheese. Cheese made from a head. Yeah. But it's not cheese. I- I've mostly eaten a lot of Vietnamese head cheese, which oh. is like very heavy on the gelatin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you put it in like bun mi. But I have had some like really good head cheese. I had this one. I-, I had a head cheese on crude dish. You're right. But it was fried. What? It was a fried. I had a fried head cheese dish once. Oh, cool. The point is when we talk about Sorry. Wellington's. We got distracted again <laughs> being food people. <laughs> Happens. Brain don't work too good no more. Brain mush like Robbie Krieger. We have broken through the doors of perception. Pate on croute. That's what it was Pate called. Pate on That's what it was yeah, called yeah. in school. And then you would like, you would literally, <laughs> it was so much fun. You would first bake the croute and then partially and then you would Crute means crust, stuff. by the yeah, way. Yeah, That's yeah. like what croute means. And then you would fill it with stuff and then you would bake it again and yeah. then you would fill it with gelatin again. It was it was so involved. Oh, yeah. All of these and croute things, so involved. No, they're super hard to make, and it makes sense that a lot of this stuff would have come from like Western Europe in yeah. this age, where you had all these royals and these sure. demi royals who had chefs and stuff, right? Like uh, demi royals. I don't know what, what do they call like, like demi gods, like the minor. There's also like, oh, I'm the Duke of Lily, Lily Sussex, and I do my silly little dance. You know what I mean? Lily they all. Sussex. I don't know. They have all these little dukes and duchesses and like frog towns and whatever. The I don't know what the hell they are, dude. Um, <laughs> down with the monarchy. Uh, uh, there is no king except King Lud. That's what the hell I believe, Nicole. Um, <laughs> Do I need to Google that? For no doubt. What is it? Down with all kings except King Lud. Who's it was king a rallying Lud? cry of the Luddite movement, um, which was not really just an anti-technological movement, but more of a pro-labor movement. If anything, neither here nor there. What I'm saying is. A beef Wellington. <laughs> when you talk about the Wellington family, uh-huh. it's not the Wellington family. You need to go up a step. You need to travel from like the kingdom to the phylum or the or whichever one's bigger. Okay. You need to go bigger. Okay. Right from Wellington. Because Wellington is just it's filet on crout, right? It is just on crout. Yes. On crout literally uh means in crust. A pie is something that is in a crust, right? That is a common thing. You would okay. wrap any sort of meat in crust and bake it. That is called a pie or an empanada. Empanar means to wrap in bread. Mm-hmm. That's what the hell we're talking about here. We're talking about empanadas. We're talking about empanada, pies. Empanada, pan, bread. Yeah. You? So em, just, think about em meaning like to like enrobe, to envelop, to, Josh, like to do an action you to. you just blew my mind. Empanar means to wrap in bread, right? It literally means to like to breadify. Oh my God. Empanar, right? Empanada. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's what I'm saying though. So a beef wellington. It's just an empanada. It's a pie. Okay. That's what we're talking about here. Out of respect for you, I have pulled up, <laughs> I've pulled up the taxonomy uh, cl- classif- classification. Yes, yes, yes. So it's domain, kingdom. Wait, what's a, do- what's a domain? Like, what domain are we? Mm, can I just do what I was going to do before <laughs> yeah, you yeah, interrupt sorry, me? Sorry. Okay, so domain, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Get the hell. Okay, let's try and let's see how smart Nicole and I are. Um, <laughs> Yay. Species. Homo, homo erectus. Sapien. Uh, homo sapien. Homo sapien. <laughs> we are homo sapiens. <laughs> homo erectus is our cousin, and then homo habilis is also our cousin. I was literally just like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty erect, like upright. Like, like, I'm, <laughs> like I walk, like I walk. It's not like I, not like that. 
But okay, we're homo sapiens. And uh-huh. then what's above that? What's the genus or whatever? Of humans? Primate. Pr- okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maggie, can you look up all the answers to this to know how dumb we are? Okay. We're, we're, we're primates, homo. Okay, right? Okay, homo. Well, well, okay, so, oh, homo sapien. Yeah, then we're just homos. <laughs> okay. And then after that, we're, we're I'm going to go primate. Human order? No, no, no. Or, or is it mammal? No, okay. we're primates. Human taxonomy. Just press human taxonomy yeah, yeah. really quick. And then Sorry. after primates, we're mammals. because we, Okay, here, here, we got it, we got it. Because okay, we don't lay Okay, eggs. we are genus homo. We yeah. are family, uh, family hominime. Ho- <laughs> no. Hominidae? Hominidae. Hominidae. We're, we're at homonyms. <laughs> Josh? Suborder hepertinis. Order, okay, so we're primates, uh-huh. and then we're mammals, and then we're chordata, which means we have a spine. And then we're... And then we're animals. And then yeah. we're... And then when I think domain has to do with... Um, like godaddy.com, you can get your domain name. <laughs> it has to do with <laughs> cell structures, so like prokaryotes versus eukaryotes. Oh, no. I yeah, so <laughs> I believe we are eukaryotes. I am the Eucharist. Um, what we're saying? <laughs> I hate this podcast. You got it. I love this podcast so much. You got to go up to like the genus or whatever. I didn't learn anything okay, okay. from what we just went what through. What the heck? And man? the genus is pi, right? And then the, or the class, the phylum, whatever. The thing above Wellington that it's a it's an umbrella. It's pi, and then beef Wellington is a specific type of pie in the same way. Beef Wellington is a pie. Correct. It's it's an empanada. It's it's something wrapped in crust. It's something wrapped in crust and then baked. Okay, I'll hear you out. Right? And then cooked. Okay. Or not even baked, because you can fry a pie, certainly, and that's still a pie. Yes. So a McDonald's apple pie. Hand pie, hand pie. A hand pie. Okay. Right? So a McDonald's apple pie is in the same species Gen- or genus okay. genus okay. as a beef wellington. Okay. Right? We can agree on that? I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But now the corn dog throws us for a bit of a loop, because I agree. I agree that a Hot Pocket is also a pie. Right, it's not yeah, a sandwich. It's a, hand, it's a hand pie. It's a hand pie, right? Uh, so we're looking at this thing. I believe a pig in a blanket is also a pie. See, I can't. I can't. Why? I can't. It's a hand pie. Josh, Why I is it not a pie? I just can't. I just can't. What is it? I don't know. Well, don't tell me. You have to tell I'm me. I'm not ready yet Because it's the answer. same thing. It's, Nicole, it is the same thing as a beef Wellington, a pig in a blanket. I understand that it's not necessarily enclosed all the way, but neither is like an open tart, and that's still probably a pie, right? So it's like, it's like, it's like the, um... It, it, <laughs> it's like what's what's that thing in a in your stomach that's not a baby yet? The little uh, oh, a zygote. It's like a zygote. A zygote. It's M- like a- Maggie. Did I know science? Maggie's a, Maggie does computer science. <laughs> that's science. What's a zygote? What's yeah? This is if like- you can hit zygote or zygotes on triple word score in Scrabble, uh-huh. get that fifty point bump. Wow! Especially if you hit Z on like a double letter hitting on the triple. That's huge. So I think so. I think pigs in a blanket is like the zygote of zygote of of the family. Yeah, but it, then that means it's still within sure the fair, same species. Fair. We can agree with that. Can agree but with you know that. what I don't agree with in this in this in this pop tart. Pop tart shouldn't even exist. It should be a toaster strudel. Well, I, th- I think they're the same. I think a pop tart. They are not the same. I think they're Josh. of the same. Species, have we done that podcast phylum. yet? Have we done? For have we done that? Surely yet? we have. If Surely we haven't we have. done that before. Sorry, we're leaning on you so much, Maggie. We just really want you to feel included <gasps> and like loved and like feel like you know you're part of the. F- okay, so we need to do that next week. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Toasted strudels. Okay, toasted strudels are way better. Well, mm. we'll talk about it on the pod. Mm. <laughs> but they're the same thing. If you. Oh, we did our pop tarts ravioli. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's what well. We got into the the etymology of like ravioli. It's the same thing. Ravioli means just to wrap in. in Is ravioli also Italian. in this too now? No, because I believe uh, dumplings are different different than a pie. Okay, right. 
Well, how can you say that if you think a pig's in a blanket? Isn't that just like a dumpling? <laughs> no, I think a dumpling... <laughs> no, because you can have leaven dough dumplings. Uh, dumplings are also a pie. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but okay, uh, corn dogs. Can I just say I might be in like um, the minority, but I hate corn dogs. Yeah, let's let's talk about corn I dogs too. Corn I dogs. I ninety nine times out of a hundred would rather have a hot dog in a nice bun. Yes, yes, yes. Even a bad bun, I don't care. Same. However, there are some corn dogs, um, and there's only one corn dog that I'm really thinking of, and <laughs> that is Disneyland's corn dog. Oh. It's it's hand battered in front of you. It is gigantic. It is the hardest shattering crisp and crunch. Uh-huh. And it is a deep, dense crunch on this corn dog mm. um, that I really, really love. The, the hot dog itself is really well spiced. Um, my biggest problem with corn dogs is that you're taking a, a somewhat sweet batter, right? The yes. cornmeal is very sweet. Very, very sweet. sweet. And, and hot dogs to me don't have the spice to match up to a sweetness. Hmm. Right? Um, you well, have a relish and ketchup. That's sweet on a hot dog, but they yeah, still have well, to me, for like me, salt. Well, I've had the pickle dog, actually. The day that I got my marriage license is the day that David and I went to Disney, downtown Disney, not real Disneyland, to celebrate. And we had a pickle dog to celebrate our, our union. And it was good. Tell people about the pickle dog, um, right? Because oh, that's, so, that's so, a term that most so people don't use. the pickle dog is a Disney exclusive. It's where you take a hot dog and you shove it in a pickle. And then you take all that and you deep fry it with that corn dog batter and then there's a little bit of like crusty stuff on the outside and then they give you peanut butter on the side Jesus Christ was it actually good it was okay it was good the pickle juice was really hot and it burned my mouth and it got down to my elbows and it really burned me but whatever (laughs) Um, but no like that I liked more than a regular corn dog I think it's because what you're saying is there's not enough flavor but with the hot pickle juice that's a little bit sweet a little bit acidic Mm -hmm. a little bit of everything salty it like makes sense yeah but uh, a standalone I can't do I can't do but if you were to create like, so for me, the ideal situation of a corn dog would be to take a hot link. Like we're talking about like a Texas red hot. Okay. You know, that and then take good. that. But not only like my ideal, if you take like a full, say like a bratwurst, like a thick coarse ground sausage with a natural animal casing on it mm-hmm. and were to cook that and then deep fry it on a stick, it'd okay. be too much. The casing would be it obstructive. Wouldn't, it wouldn't serve its purpose. So what you would need to do is you would need to take a Texas Red Hot mix and you would need to put that into a smaller synthetic casing and then just make an incredibly spiced hot dog to then match up to the sweetness of the corn dog batter. Okay. To me, that's the only way this works. I don't I, I don't think it works anyway. I think I think cornbread should be cornbread and should be treated with respect. Interesting. I don't like I don't like the combination of it at all, unless it has pickles in it. Maybe maybe the problem is just that because okay, I made a corn dog esque thing that was really good in here once. Do you remember what it was? The Kamja hot dog? No, we did the the Korean corn dogs are fun, but Korean corn dogs are Aren't not even corn. corn. Dogs. It's, no, no, a, it's no. actually a, a yeasted dough, which and makes more sense. That I love. That's very good. The Korean corn dogs, they have it down to science and it's done perfectly. That is the most perfect hot dog on a stick execution. Yeah. I did a thing where mm. I it was our bisquick battle. I made these like mini corn oh dogs. They were God. like hush puppies, but I put crab and a bunch of scallion that was old. So bay. long ago. I know we were babes back then. That was still one of the better things that I think we've made in oh here. Oh my God. What was that? Th- two and a half? It was probably damn near it was probably about three years ago wow. at this point. It feels like yesterday, but, but also like a million years ago. I remember because I took the cornmeal and I didn't make it sweet. There's no reason that it has to be sweet, mm-hmm. right? Took the cornmeal, made it super savory with a bunch of like scallion and crab meat, I which remember is really that. dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then made that a wet batter and then put little smokies, which are very heavily spiced. Yeah, that into was that good. deep fried it. That's really good. So uh, corn dogs don't have to be bad. And again, I'll like eat a corn dog gladly. You know, I just like most of them that we eat are bad. You get the the pre-frozen ones. 
Yeah, that's, they're that's, the bottom tier of frozen. I'd rather have almost like any that, other frozen appetizer. The, like, see, see, where, where else are people getting? Do people go to the state fair all the time? Dude, yeah. Okay, there's there's Shut literally there's up. literally Nicole. There's literally a show right now. What the hell is it on? It was on my Hulu, but I don't know what network produced it. Okay, but it was about like you know they have, they have like storage wars uh-huh. and. I don't know, coming off all that dog, the bounty hunter, Michigas. <laughs> they have that, but for like state fair stands at the Texas State Fair. Oh, Some cool. places do like $3 million in business in like a, a month span. I know, but I'm talking about the average person. How long does the, how often does the average person need a corn dog? It doesn't matter how often it exists and they're moving product at the fairs. That's but, all but I, I can, say, that's all that matters. I will say in America, people probably eat more corn dogs than they do beef wellingtons. Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Like in America, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, sense yeah, too. how often do we eat beef wellington? Net, again, Especially outside of the show. We made it for the show recently and it was just like, it was, it was fun and it was good. It was good. It was just a labor of love. But yeah, I'm probably eating a Wellington once every five years. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. And even then, I'd, if, like, if. I'd probably rather just have like a good, well-cooked steak. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Or like a prime rib. Fair, fair, fair. You know what I mean? Fair. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So we're talking about aberrations here, but the point is we have to talk about it. So do you think a corn dog could reasonably be considered a pie? Because I don't wanna. We look at beef wellington, pigs in a blanket, pop tart, hot pocket. Those all have something in common, which is a pre-cooked filling wrapped in dough and baked. But this one has a stick. The stick is a complete outlier. Not only the stick, it's a wet batter and it's fried. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so there's so many things. There's so many things. I think the wet batter makes it completely unique from a beef wellington. Corn dogs are corn dogs adopted. Corn dogs are adopted, right? Which, which doesn't adopted. mean that you love them any less. Of course not. Well, you know I do I mean? because I just don't like them. Oh, but, I thought you meant adopted kids. Oh, no, I love... Oh, my, oh my gosh. God. I, I, mean, I, I, love like, ado- I love adopted kids. More, like think, more than bio kids? I just no, love that's kids. Weird. I just love children in general. I've I hate have. all children equally. Just, oh, my you're gosh. You're all covered no. in snot and you're coming up and trying to touch me. Like, why do you pull on my the legs of my pants? One time... Don't do that. One time I was at the farm for my birthday and David and I were kissing and then a little kid came up to us and said... You guys are gross. <laughs> so that made me hate kids a little bit, but no, I love kids. I just I think the corn dog is adopted and has been welcomed into the family of beef wellingtons. No, you don't agree? Wait. I have an upsetting opinion. I'm ready. The corn dog is a tamal. F off. What? No, 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 F no. Off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Think F about off. it. Think about it. You need to F off. It's like a loose corn-based batter. That's cooked around a central filling. I, You're am I crazy around here? A central filling. Am I crazy? Am I am I crazy here? Yeah. A corn dog shares so many more similarities to a tamal than a Wellington. I disagree. I think the corn dog is more related to to fried catfish than it is to tamale. I like how I looked at the graphic <laughs> to see what a corn dog is. Fried catfish, what is that? <laughs> you got to admit, fried catfish but in fried, a cornmeal batter is more closely related to the corn dog. But fried catfish isn't typically made with like a wet cornmeal batter, right? Fried catfish. Doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? You're, yeah, you're, you're wet, Josh, dry dredging it in dry cornmeal. Josh, this is like a prepared. Josh, if we, if we. If you, go, no, no, please, no, no, please. Josh, 
Imagine, 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 imagine you have, you're at, you're, you're sitting at a booth. (laughs) You're sitting at a booth. You have a corn dog in the middle. You have, you have cat, fried catfish on the right. You got, you got tamale on the left. It's the world's worst restaurant. (laughs) They're bleeding cash. They're like, well, our tamale corn dog and catfish concept is a surefire hit. And then, and then you tell the average person to say, put the thing in the middle Next to the thing that it is most closely related to. Do you really think people would put it next to a tamale? Alexi de Tocqueville. Nicole, Alexi de Tocqueville spoke of... No, he's like a political philosopher from the 1700s. Oh, of course I know who that is. Alexi de Tocqueville uh, referenced the tyranny of the majority, right? And that they're susceptible to demagoguery. Basically, the average person... Are you calling me Basically, basically yes, that's a a terrible rhetorical device. You're the demagogue, The average person is too stupid to govern themselves, so they need somebody smarter to be able to govern them. And that's how it sort of represents And is that you? Uh, Yes, yes, Nicole. We are cultural arbiters. Like, despite the odds, we have like 160 episodes well, of a podcast happens, that garner happens, well, well, a lot well, of people uh, listen to us as authorities. What happens whenever, whenever, what, what did you call us? Demogra- Demogogs? No, 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 the other thing. Corn dogs? No, no. <laughs> you call us cultural arbiters? Cultural arbiters, What happens yeah. when the cultural arbiters can't see eye to eye? Then what do the people do? What do you do at home? Well, I mean, it happens a lot. Uh, Ebert and uh, Roper. Siskel and Ebert. Siskel, Siskel, are they all dead? <laughs> yeah, I think so. One of them has like jaw cancer. He got, that, like, was Ebert, jaw... that was R- Robert. The, you sure? No, I feel like it was Ebert. There's Siskel. Siskel's dead. Maggie Siskel's dead. Siskel's dead. Siskel's dead. And Ebert. Ebert's dead? But Robert. What about Roper? You see, Robert is dead. Damn, Siskel. Okay, so sometimes. <laughs> and we've been living fine. They're all dead? No, no that's, no, that's no. a different person. Oh, well, okay. Point is. Sometimes what happens whenever the the authorities don't agree? Then what do do we just? No, you we, write a dissent. No, do we just like separate and then go in our different ways? No, no, I'm it's important. So like su- Supreme Court, right? You can write you can write a, a, a dissenting opinion. Isn't what? that how it works? Like when when like the Supreme Court really bungles something, and one of the justices feels that they really bungled it, they just like write a strongly worded letter. Uh huh. They write a dissenting opinion. You could we can each write a dissenting opinion here. <laughs> Roper's, Roper's alive. alive. Oh great, Roper, oh. come on the show. Um, okay. Siskel and Ebert are both dead though, huh? Yes, yes. That was like when I found out that um, uh, the drummer for Rush, Neil Pert, died. What celebrity death made you cry the hardest? I've never cried at a celebrity at death, but really? the one that, that hit me really hard, the only one that hit me really hard was uh, Anthony Bourdain. Um, for me, it was Jack Ritter. Is that his name? John Ritter? John Ritter. Wow, you're really emotionally connected. <laughs> John Ritter from, yeah, yeah. from Three's Company? Yeah. Cried my eyes out. Why? I, I mean, you're entitled to your emotions. Come on, but... knock on our door. Did you watch a lot of Three's Company? Yeah, of course. I grew up watching Three's Company. Did okay. you know? No, I don't Maggie, did you grow up watching Three's Company with John Ritter? Dude, I don't know. My parents wanted me to connect to like the olden times no, that they wish they no. were part of. I don't know. Corn dogs. Corn dogs. We should not talk about- beef wellingtons. They are not related. They are adopted, but they have been welcomed into the family because it is right to be inclusive and to love everyone equally. Hear me out. What? One, no, that's a pipe dream. Nobody loves their kids equally. I, if when I have kids, I'm absolutely gonna have a favorite. Am I ever gonna tell them they're oh my favorite? Oh my god! No. Like, you, are you kidding me? Who? Okay, who do your parents like more? You or your brother? You know? Oh my gosh! Totally, my sister. Oh, well, they like your sister more? But yeah. that's what I'm saying. They had a favorite. It was very clear. I was the favorite of my parents. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> the point is that you're living in a pipe dream. You're living in a world that is never actually going to come to fruition. We well, need Josh, to this isn't here. real. This is just a graphic. It, it, it has been manifest real. It's like the way that I don't know if there is an actual deity called God. 
but I know that every time I sneeze, I say, God bless you. And so that makes it real, right? You say, I'm, God bless you? I say God. There's a silent God bless you. Or I say, God willing. I say, inshallah. Inshallah, right? That means that I have presupposed God's existence sure. in some way because I have made manifest via my sort of thoughts and actions. Okay. I think that's <laughs> the same thing with this. It has now been put out into the world that there is something called the Wellington family and there are aunts and uncles in it. And so now we need to parse through it. So I'm corn telling dog you. is the black sheep of the Wellington family. Yeah. It's the black sheep because it's, it's adopted and it was made <laughs> to feel as if it was a black sheep. Yeah, you know, that's what it, I'm saying. Got, uh, the whole Wellington family, they're all, you know, blonde hair, blue, green eyes, corn dog coming in. They're, you know, got the, got jet black hair, brown eyes, <laughs> wondering what the hell happened. You know, so they, yeah, there they're are phenotypic differences between a corn dog and a Wellington. But we still welcome them. We still welcome them. Because they deserve to feel welcomed. We love them. And they're delicious in their you own right. You hate them. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Yeah. But that's well, here's okay. the, You don't like them and you don't love them, but you will treat them with respect. Always. That sounds terrible. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I know this analogy is all this analogy. Is I don't awful. like corn dogs. This is, I know. No. Do I no, have to like them because they're part of a certain family? Do I have to allow myself to be less than just so I can be inclusive? I don't know. What do you want me to say right now, Josh? What's like a worse product in the freezer aisle than a corn dog? Taquitos. You think taquitos? Are, dude, frozen taquitos are great. What? I mean, they're not like good, but it's like a, it's just a toasted corn tortilla filled with like a spiced goo that you can dip in other I sauces. I don't care for t- taquitos. You would rather, no, get the hell out of here. You would rather have like a Foster Farms t- turkey corn dog. Oh my gosh, I would rather have a taquito in here a, than a, a Jose Olay taquito. I would rather have, I would rather have a taquito be in oh. this graf- graphic. Oh, taquito's a much better. Right? A much better Wellington than a corn dog. A taquito belongs there in a corn dog. A corn dog can come to the party. Sure. But like the taquito is like, the son that sort of the bio the biological son that uh-huh. like disowned the family fair and okay like went okay. off to you know deal they like taught English in Korea for three four years <laughs> you know, know and then exactly they and then about. they sort of came back and they were like <laughs> yeah. hey I realized that family is really important to me I was very lonely out there by myself so that's I feel dogs? like I did some soul no that's taquitos oh that's taquitos because taquito 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 is a Wellington taquito is an empanada like um it's not sealed off but. No, but um, it's still it still serves its purpose. I actually, God, what co- I was watching a cooking show, and somebody there was a Mexican chef, and they made an empanada, mm-hmm. but they were making a Oaxacan empanada. Which have you ever had a Oaxacan empanada? Yes, One of I my have. favorite dishes. Yes, I have. Wait, do you have it at Monte, Monte Alban? Monte Alban. <laughs> yeah. Hell yes, yeah. underrated Oaxacan restaurant in the west side so of LA. Good. So good. They had a uh, uh, empanada with mole amarillo, the the yellow mole, it's good. and it's not like an Argentinian empanada that we would think of where it's like a crust that is baked, but it's just a big handmade fl- uh, corn tortilla, freaking delicious. And they just put a lot of just stewed chicken with yellow mole and they just flap it over and kind of mash it a little bit. And it all kind of steams together. It's really good. And you just grab it and eat it. But that's an empanada because it is. A Wellington. I was going to say wrapped in bread, empanada, oh, right? Okay. It's like it's the same thing. It's a pie. It's all, you know, it's an open-faced Pie, Nicole, that's what we're talking about here. And corn dogs, corn dogs simply don't fit the bill. It's a wet batter that's fried. It's not the same. It's a tamal. It's not the same. It's not a tamale either, Josh. If you take corn dog batter, let it sit. Maybe make you, it a little bit you, less what liquidy. What if you were making tamales and then someone threw a hot dog in the middle of a tamale? You would punch them in the face. That absolutely exists. There, there are definitely... Who have, okay, so you mean to tell tamal, me there's, there's de tam- tamale de weenie? Absolutely, dude. Tamal absolutely de weenie? people have made this. I'm looking it up to see if anybody's made this. 
don't know if they have, but in the history of the world, somebody has to have put hot dogs in, in tamales, right? Maybe spam. Maybe spam. But it doesn't matter. Like, a, a tamale is a, it's a vessel. And also, a tamale, a tamale should maybe be the, also the word tamale. You know, like, the word tamale, like, that's just, like, a very weird, this is a super pretentious Jada De Laurentiis-ass thing. I don't know. But the word tamale, like, doesn't exist. It's just tamal. It's tamal because then the plural is like tamales and the singular is tamal. But then okay. in American uh, adoption of the word, somehow tamale, tamale yeah. became like the thing. And also they're like very American, like red hot tamales uh, are like really popular in like the Southern Delta. I do like hot um, tamales. Yeah, same. So what do we, what do we, what's the consensus today? If you were to take corn dog batter. Okay. Make it a little bit less liquidy. Okay. Or even just let it sit. Let it hydrate for a while. Let the corn soak up and do its thing. Mm-hmm. Put that in the corn husk and steam it. Okay. Is it not like a tamal dulce? It's not nixtamalized corn. I get it. It's, it's made of corn. It's made of field corn. It's made of maize. Thank you for so much. Thank you so much for watching. Right? But then if you take a hot dog. We'll talk about this when the camera's turn You stack 15 hot dogs together. I don't think. Let me tell you. I don't think we're going to solve this. You wrap Josh, it in phyllo dough. Josh, 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 Josh. I call it hot dog clava. <laughs> I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to come up with a consensus today, but we have definitely set the groundwork for some other people out there <laughs> to discuss if a corn dog is a beef wellington. And that's the most important thing, Josh. We are shaping people's futures. We are creating discourse for those that cannot. And I think that's really important. Calzone. It's Sophia Franklin, and if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday, and the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Nicole. We've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what they work at and rather they're the inverse. It's time for a second we call Opinions, Opinions are, are like casseroles, I guess. I'm shy. And before <laughs> Nicole starts not doing this, creep me out. Why? What is, what is what? I don't know. Is There's this? something so weird about this that makes me throw up. It's like those NPC streamers who just go like, you know what I mean? It's it, it Why is me, me putting my fingers like in it's a just pointy... got the same energy. Hey, why before, is my ubu fingers a problem? <laughs> before we get to your opinions of like casseroles, Ubu? we're doing a new little segment that we're calling review a review. We're gonna give a review for one of the <laughs> many five star reviews that we have on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to be one of the many people who've given us five star reviews, many people are saying, many people are saying that's all many people say that we're the best podcast out there, and so they give us five star reviews. And so if you want to be one of those many people, you can do it. And if you don't give us yeah, a five-star stroke review, our egos and and then we'll congratulate you for stroking our egos. Does it do anything material for us? Absolutely. Do we get more money? I, do we get more advertising? I don't, I don't so. believe so. I don't think well, we so. need it. We need but it. But hey, we need it's it for in segment. here. It's an extra two minutes yeah. to just talk, and I know how valuable those two minutes can be. For in here, we need it. Uh, so this is Knight's Alchemy, titled "Fun." <laughs> now, I don't personally know much about food, but it's still enjoyable, and I learn a lot. I think. Um, Night Talk Me. Uh, I'm going to give you a four and a half out of five stars for this review. Yeah. One. 
And uh, be sure to rate and review this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and and, and Apple Podcasts. And leave us a comment on YouTube about what you want to hear us debate next. Because I love that they gave us five stars. What I don't like <laughs> is they seem unsure of themselves. They say they think they learn a lot and they don't know much about food. I'm really thirsty. Can I have some of your drink? Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I like finished all my drink and I'm like I you're about first. to launch into a weird advertisement. I was very confused. Thirsty. Okay. Hey, buy one of our mugs. We don't sell them. Uh, to be, no, we don't sell them. But buy them from us. Just send me an offer. It says, don't talk to me until I've had my hot dog water. Because <laughs> it's funny. Uh, hot dog water. Funny. I'm going to do that whenever we actually sell these. Yeah, funny. All right, let's get into our first opinion. Shalom. So, I don't know why this took me 30 years of the existence to discover but about five minutes ago, I dipped like a, a salty, hot, baked russet potato and some yellow mustard. And oh. it was uh, probably the best snack I've ever had in the moment. <laughs> Hashtag drunk food. <laughs> Bless. See y'all later. Bye. What is their accent? I love it. I don't know. I don't know it sounds, sounds hard. It sounds hardened. What do you it's mean? It's like a hardened accent. Like it was like hardened by grit? like... Uh, an industrial area true and grit. snow. Tr- true grit. Like true grit. Like they're from either like a Montana or like Pittsburgh, but they're the kind of the same things to me. It's just like harder than here. Okay. You know, is what it sounded like. Um, Sounds good. Hot salty potato, yellow mustard. Yum. You know what this is? Give me that. Anytime. <laughs> controversial statement. Anytime one culture sort of like diffuses. What is that? Is that a big moker cycle? <laughs> Anytime one culture sort of diffuses across many country lines, uh-huh. some weird things kind of happen to it and it can sort of um, mm. dilute itself in a way. Okay. So you take like a German potato salad with like nice whole grain mustard and, you know, other aromatics and things folded in. Like potatoes and mustard is a thing that makes sense. Sure. Right? It feels very Germanic to me. Okay. And then you travel that across the ocean and you just end up eating the baked potato with just yellow mustard on it. It's it's ingredients for something greater than it can be. True. It's okay. You know, or like um, if like spaghetti napolitan in, sure. in Japan, right? You take ne- ne- napolitan, Neapolitan spaghetti, right? And then that turns into like ketchup, spaghetti, and hot dogs. Yes. You know, a delightful dish in its own right. Ditto with this, you know, russet potato and, and yellow mustard. Potatoes are a completely blank slate. You get acid, salt, and you get that mustard funk. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. This you know what I mean? Good. But it is a bit of an uncanny valley dilution of something that has existed. I don't has, think has food existed. can be in the uncanny valley. I think it can. I no. think You ever see the hot dogs that are sliced to look like octopuses? That's not Uncanny Valley. That's cute af. Dude, that's Uncanny Valley. Dude, I don't that's like that. cute af. Or they make like the be- the rice balls that look like a bear. Okay, adore- Josh, you just don't like cute things. I don't like cute things. I'm not a very kawaii person. I love cute things. Maggie laughs. laughs. Hi, uh, my name's Cece. Hi, Josh and Nicole. Hi, Cece. Um, Hi. So my food hot take is that the best all-purpose Breaded cheese to keep in your refrigerator is Monterey Jack. I'm not saying it's the best cheese for every application. I'm saying mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the best all rounder that mm. you could possibly keep for, you know, the average person who's not going to have like 30 different cheeses. I, uh, you go ahead. You You're go. a big Monterey Jack stan. So. I'm a big fan of Monterey Jack because, okay, so 
cheddar, right? It can be a little bit too sharp. Even a mild cheddar. Yeah, even the crystalline compound is just not for meltage. That's what I'm saying. Mozzarella, you don't get enough sometimes. Sometimes the texture of mozzarella, if you're using it for a non-traditional mozzarella, you know, application, Uh it's a bit rubbery. Yeah. To me, Monterey Jack, it's like a perfect neutral cheese. It's a good all-purpose cheese when you're cooking. (laughs) I think whenever you want like cheese pull, I think whenever Mm -hmm. you want a touch of saltiness, a touch of creaminess, I think Monterey Jack is a great thing to throw in there in addition to other cheeses it, it's very it's non-offensive it's like a yeah. very mild flavor profile yeah. also even like the color right not like a yellow cheddar it's just it's gonna melt white, it's white, gonna be yeah. white you know neutral color palette i agree with this and i often do stock monterey jack you use it in quesadillas really um, good in quesadillas i've done it in a pinch on chicken parm and it works just fine oh really okay last night i made a chicken parm but the only thing i had was like julia bought like a fancy cheese she bought uh-huh. like a a young manchego. Uh-huh. I just use like a young manchego on my chicken parm. Uh-huh. Pretty bad. I'm not surprised. Pretty bad. Does not. It just wait, melts. You use it just the, breaks you, immediately. Wait, but like you put like Parmesan cheese over the mozzarella, right? Yeah, yeah. But I tried to use the manchego as a sub for the mozz. That's your problem. That's it. I wasn't going to walk to the store. Also, it was already like a healthy baked, you know, version. Uh, we didn't like fry it. So it was like sure. whatever. Mine as well. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Monterey Jack. Monterey Jack would have saved it's me that pinch. It. Good opinion, Cece. Hi, I've been listening to you since the episode is Cereal Soup. Aww. In my opinion, it's that the original Pringles with coconut milk whipped cream is the bomb. Thanks for being here so I can listen to you every night. Love you guys. Yeah, Bye. oh my God. I'm unwell. Wait, wait, they they know the coconut milk whipped cream is better than the original whipped cream. It's not better, but it's a good substitute. I think it's better. And the almond milk is way worse. Oh, wait, there's almond? <laughs> yeah, they have cream? an almond milk whipped cream and it comes Ew. it comes out broken like half the time. Oh, no, 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 There's no, not no. enough guar gum in the world. I will say coconut whipped cream does serve its purpose and it's really good. It's a good mm. stuff, but it's not the same. But you're pairing it with classic Pringles? Yes. Honestly, that's a great that combination. Stuff. That's a really good combination. I want it like a great, if you, the most common dessert that Julie and I eat is like, we just have a can of whipped cream. We Cute. both are nostalgic for the canned stuff. We've tried like batching our own sort of, you it's know, whipped cream. <clears throat> no, I need the can. It's not the we'll same. just like cut up fruit, maybe macerate it a little bit with some sugar or whatever herbs we have on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll take something crunchy and put it on top, graham cracker, whatever, cereal, whatever. The best is potato chips. The best. A little bit of salty. Wow. A little bit of salty. Even some corn chips sometimes. So Get adventurous. That bootleg mango corn you chips and whipped so cream. You are so crazy. Yeah, he's a little wild at night, you know? Okay. This is a great That's opinion. <laughs> Next opinion. Hi, Josh and Nicole. My name is Grant, and I'm from Wisconsin. Love the but name that Grant. doesn't really matter because my hot take isn't about bratwurst or some mayo-filled party casserole. Go Badgers! My take is about coffee. Ooh. Iced coffee, actually. Ooh. And that instant coffee makes better iced coffee than any other method. Mm. Love okay. the show, don't you know? Okay, there's the Wisconsin part. Oh, yeah. Bye. Oh, yeah, don't you know? I saw Fargo like four times. Mike Yanagida. Yeah. Francis McDormand? Yeah. She's incredible in it, man. One of my favorites. William H. Macy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I watched that movie recently as well. I loved Fargo. Oh, I love me some I Fargo. I would watch it again. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. That was, you, that was a good accent. I, I want to give you your flowers. I didn't feel like doing the full poll and trying it myself. Um, I just don't have the energy. I don't have that energy right now. 
but I want you to know that you did a really great job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. What were we talking about? Instant coffee. The world runs oh, on instant coffee. So good. So, so many good. places. People talk about like coffee culture elsewhere. They're like, oh, if you ever go to Turkey and they pull the coffee this way. And blah, yeah, blah, Turkish blah. coffee. It's good. It's like, yeah. Or uh, Vietnam, even talking about the cafe culture in France, yada, yada. And like, that's all true. But also, every single place also just has buckets of instant I Nescafe. love instant coffee. My mom used to be an instant coffee lady, and yeah. it like definitely skewed me to like it too, but yeah. not that much. And you can control the amount of it's fun liquid, and then you can control how strong it is, which Technology, for iced coffee, yeah. something that's getting diluted. Yeah. One of the reasons it's tough, if you are at home and you only have like a drip coffee maker like I do, mm. and you want iced coffee. You don't have an espresso machine? No, I don't even, I don't like espresso like that. And I don't like milky coffee drinks, really. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Like, I love American drip coffee. It's just my favorite. I hate drip coffee. Really? Ugh. I know, like, my Italian roommates used to call it just dirty water. Yeah, I I think they're right. Espresso. No, I, I'm a fan of just watery drip coffee. That's okay. It reminds me of being in like diners, you know. Uh, you doing... like being in diners? I love diners, yeah. I'm okay with diners. I love like a good American diner cup of coffee. I want to feel like I'm in Italy. <laughs> but like uh, the instant coffee, you can control the amount of water in it. So that way, sure. put it on ice, shake it, the water naturally dilutes it. And I agree with that. And also, you're changing the nature of the coffee. Dalgona coffee? Couldn't be done without instant, right? Couldn't be done without instant coffee. Instant coffee is a revelation, and also caffeine is just a drug, and the uh, American government needs to... Regulate it? Give us more... No, no, the opposite. The opposite. They need to give us more unregulated stimulants. I want to chew cut. Oh, my God. I want to chew cut. Anybody out there who can get me some cut? Oh, my God. I would like to chew it. That is all uh, day. That's the beetle leaf. Uh, is no, I think it's its own thing. The beetle, it's not nut, beetle I believe, nut. I believe the beetle nut is, it is cot- like beetle nut. Is cot beetle nut? Wait, look it up. Look it up. Uh, I know cot is really popular in like Yemen. When I was in Israel, I was drinking a bunch of cot juice, and it was great. I don't know. I think cot. I think cot is just like a. Uh, it's own like leaf and it's delicious. Oh, got it. Um, also, QAT can be played in Scrabble, one of the few. Oh my God! Q without get you this guy words. Scrabble. God, I'm going to play so play many Scrabble games of Scrabble tonight. online with with people with listeners. I don't. I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It seems vulnerable. Um, on that note, is that it? Is that the end of the podcast? Should we do one more? Let's do one. More. Let's do one. More. Maggie, can we do one more? Yeah. Maggie, do we have room for one more? Hi, I am currently listening to the episode called What's the Best Office Snack? And Mm -hmm. Josh just said the words crawfish are just okay. Um, So I wanted to let you know that I'm scared for your life because the Cajuns are going to come for you. But since you are familiar with foils, what are your favorite non-traditional items to throw in a crawfish foil? We like pineapple, also eggs because they soak up all the spices. Um, One thing that did not work was grapes. Ooh. That was gross. Okay, bye. Hey, man. Wait, wait. What did I do? Coming. What did I do that the Cajuns are coming for me? You said crawfish is just all right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like I like it whenever oh, I, I go to the to the seafood boil places and then they put ramen in it. I don't know that I've ever had that. Really? Am I imagining it? I don't know. I've had it once. Maybe I did it myself. Maybe they did it for <laughs> well, you know, me. That sounds awesome. It was good. Oh my God. Yeah. After you finish, they just put it and then they shake the bag and then you eat the bag, eat it with the juices of the bag. Holy smokes. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever had, I don't know that I've ever had anything like non-traditional 
and seafood boil, but the possibilities are endless because it's such like an intoxicating elixir. Imagine it with like curly ramen noodles, like Korean ramen noodles. Yeah, that literally sounds like the ideal. <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh my God, if you just took <laughs> like frozen dumplings, because now I'm imagining this like hot pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but with the Cajun spices, I want to put fish balls in there. Yeah. You ever go to Hot Pot and you get the fish balls that no. are filled with like, do you not get fish balls at all? No. Do you ever go to Hot Pot? Well, like twice. We should go. Okay. We have so many plans that you promised to do, but you never do. Them. I hurt my back and then I got strep throat. <laughs> and you have Shabbat and everybody sounds, has robust social lives. Sounds like you And we can never do Josh. anything. If I was important, you would. I, no, I, well, it's you, you, will you cancel your plans for me? I have before in the past. Nope. When? I will never cancel when? a baby shower or a Brit Mila, but I will cancel <laughs> other things. You lied about a Brit Mila, though. <laughs> you lied. That was that was to be on camera with I you. I don't go, oh, you lied for content. You lied for clout. That makes it okay? Thank you so much for <laughs> listening to a Hot Dog is a Sandwich. We got new audio-only episodes on Wednesdays and video versions here on YouTube every Sunday. I throw more hard-boiled eggs into random things. I think that's the thing I believe in. I had a hard-boiled egg today. What'd you, what'd you eat it with? Salt and pepper. Real imaginative, Nicole. All right. For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube. We launch new videos everywhere. <laughs> we are always doing that. stuff out there. They, Nicole, they don't care. If you, you want to be care? featured on Opinions Like Castles, give us a ring and leave a quick message at 833-DOGPOD1. The number again is 833-DOGPOD1. If you want to be featured on Opinions Like Castles, dial 1-833-DOGPOD1. For more Mythical Kitchen, check out our other videos. We launch new episodes every week. We, we got, will see you next we time. We got new episodes coming out audio only on Wednesday. Videos dropping Sunday. We'll see you next time. Rate us five stars or we'll do bad things to other people. False.